0: Hey, yo, Print went to daughter, calls went to text, planes turned to drones, robotics in effect. Everybody using apps just to place a few bets with Media 2.0, what's coming next?
1: Well, Agnes Kozira, thanks very much for coming on New Media 2 i We've got a mutual friend in Adam Schoff who raves about your ability as a businesswoman. So, really appreciate you giving us some time and looking forward to having a chat.
0: Wonderful. Likewise, it's a pleasure to be here with you.
1: So I thought it'd be a good place to start with a helicopter view of Podcorn. uh, What it is you guys do there and um, what's the core thesis of, of your business?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So with Podcorn, we are a marketplace that connects brands and podcasters for native brand integrations. We're really striving to solve discoverability of podcasters for brands, making it easy to find the right creators to work with, as well as scalability in terms of streamlining the entire process from finding the creators to getting the content distributed to different distribution platforms and monetization for creators. you know, 85% of podcasters, even though it's a popular medium, have not been able to monetize through traditional media. So we're really out to solve that as well. So yeah, really excited for it.
1: And before Podcorn, you were a founder of FameBit, uh, I believe. Talk to me about maybe what you did at FameBit and, and how you exited that and perhaps what lessons you learned from the FameBit experience that have helped you in your current role at Podcorn.
0: Prior to Podcorn in 2013, I co-founded a company called FameBit, which was the first marketplace connecting YouTubers to brands for endorsements. Um, Within three short years, Google came knocking and we were acquired and at Google as a product manager, I worked on monetization for creators, alternative monetization, but also on all the integration stuff around FameBit within Google and and broader YouTube products. So um, yeah, that was was very exciting. Prior to um, our acquisition, YouTube had internal programs to help with monetization a little bit, but it was mostly... Through agencies, and it was an, ext- an external partners, and it was a really manual process. So, we were able to, to scale that for them. And, you know, as far as learnings go, we really, I think, saw the power and the emergence of creators as the next generation celebrities, which paved the way for us to see podcasters as personalities and, and celebrities. And we also saw Um, the power of the long and mid-tail creator, which you know, at the time when we started FameBit, it really was sort of multi-channel networks and agencies focusing on the top and biggest talent, but no one was really seeing the power of what it means um, even if you have 50,000 subscribers or in this case downloads and what you can do for brands as long as you are within the right industry.
1: And so there's a pretty explosive period for growth with YouTube and, and creators on YouTube. How do you compare that to the to the growth we're currently seeing in, in podcasts?
0: Yeah, I mean, for us, actually, it's, you know, there's, it's been faster growth. We only launched in December, 2019. And within just four months, we already were growing three times faster than we were with Famebit on the creator side. So I think it really shows the demand. I think podcasting is sort of the last medium that has yet to be monetized. Um, so yeah, I think from the demand side, it's the, the demand is is bigger. I think for advertisers, it's also very attractive because it's more affordable. Mm. The CPMs, you know, for podcasting on average are between 25 to $45 to work with a podcaster to collaborate directly. Whereas with YouTube, it starts at a hundred dollars. So it's a lot more expensive. I think it's also a lot more scalable because the production turnaround time you know, it's quicker, there's less editing, you don't need to necessarily be a videographer to get started. So, there's a lot more diversity in, in content to, to choose from to match brands. And um, on the brand side, we've also seen that it's um, a lot more inclusive of a lot of different advertisers than video because not every brand is sort of right for visual
1: there's similar business models particularly around social media influencers you know we've got tribe in australia and there's there's lots around the world that that help social media influencers monetize their platform could you see a world where there's consolidation between different businesses like podcorn and and horizontals monetizing youtube or social media influencers or do you think there is power in in specializing in just one platform
0: you know certainly Um, One of the reasons we got into podcasting is because we saw a lot of the same problems emerging that we saw in the early days of video, we also saw a lot of the same opportunities, but we also saw that a lot of YouTubers and creators from existing mediums such as Instagram and YouTube were moving over into podcasting and creating entirely completely different content that's a lot more conversational storytelling and just even their identities are very different through a podcast than they are on their YouTube channels or Instagrams. So yeah, absolutely. I think there's ways to combine and already we're seeing even the way, you know, our podcasters are pitching themselves. They're offering other social media channels already and then to do different content there. And we're also seeing that podcasters are actually leveraging other social media channels to create different forms of podcasts, like vodcasts where, you know, like like we're doing. Um, and and other formats or snippets for Instagram and and Twitter. So it's, I think um, it, it really fits in well with podcasting.
1: And why is it, do you think we are seeing such an explosion in podcasts? Why have they become so popular?
0: You know, I think audio in general is a very immersive storytelling format. I think because of its conversational aspect, like you're talking into people's ears, there's something very intimate about that. Obviously smartphone usage, continues to grow. So I think the fact that podcasts are so portable, you can consume them whether you're walking the dog or going for a run or you're doing house chores or you're being artistic and, and drawing or painting at home. So I think whereas, you know, video t- uh, screen time it has a limit, um, your time is limitless from that standpoint. I think also the fact that creators from other mediums are shaping this medium and, and moving into it. And I think just the sheer activity and innovation in the space, the fact that, you know, there's so much investment activity happening. I think that's driving the popularity and growth because that's driving innovation. And, and same with all the acquisitions that are happening in the space. I think that that also helps to, to drive growth.
1: What do you think it tells us about the void being left by traditional media that's not being filled, that's given this opportunity to, to podcasters?
0: it shows really that this medium is a lot more trustworthy, um, to, to, uh, the listeners. I think I seen a recent article about studies that have come out that people are relying on podcasts for their news much more so than they're relying on traditional media. And that I can tell from people that I talk to as well. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think it's the engagement that is very unique within podcasting and the fact that it's more niche than, than more other mediums. I think there's a podcast for everyone. Um, whereas you don't see that on other mediums, like whether it's, you know, moms who knit or wine lovers who love true crime, there's, there's just so, so many little spots within podcasting to get specific that the engagement of the audiences and the community that's built around podcasting, I think is very, very special
1: you must consume a whole heap of podcasts in your your line of work. Are there patterns that you've found have emerged that it consistently make for a great podcast? What are some of the characteristics you've picked up on that really make yeah. the consistent great podcasts?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think choosing a niche that no one else is in, I think is is really good or something that you're really passionate about and know a lot about. Um, I think even if you're going to do something in a space that's very saturated, find a unique angle. But I think starting small and focusing on capturing a dedicated audience for a specific niche topic Mm. is is easier than getting into something super broad and, and trying to capture a wide audience right off the bat. I think also being consistent in your posting schedule is really important. That's what we've seen with YouTubers, and I think that's the same for podcasting because You get attached and you look for that content from your favourite creators. And then in terms of sort of growing, I would say like collaborations with other podcasters within your niche, I think, um, are really helpful.
1: And does that consistency of posting need to be like once a week is the the optimal amount or it doesn't so much matter how regular it is just so long as it's consistent, whether it's once a fortnight, once every three days, once a month?
0: Yeah, I don't think... um, You know i think more content is always better because you're more top of mind um for your listeners whether it's their daily commute somewhere or their run or they integrate you in part of their routine and they can obviously when there's more content available they can consume it uh whenever they want and and get a lot from you but no i mean there's i don't think there's a general rule rule whatever works for you whether that's twice a week or twice a month i think but yeah i would say more is is definitely better. So at, at least from what I've seen, that works.
1: And are you starting to see the popularity of podcasts start to create challenges for some traditional media, particularly radio?
0: You know, it's very different. I think podcasting has in many ways uh, diversified content creation, audio content creation, and, and also distribution, but also just in comparison to radio, there's so much choice and diversity in podcasts. Like we said, mm-hmm. there's a niche for everything. Whereas with radio, you're kind of, as a listener, you you get what you get. You tune in to the content that's being delivered. There's not, a ch- not as much choice. And um, yeah, so I think from that perspective, that's a challenge. Um, and I think because of that, because it's sort of like whichever content you tune into, there's more of a challenge with engagement and loyalty that I think podcasting wins on because again, you're cultivating that niche audience around your niche topic that I think you don't so much do with traditional media like radio.
1: There's also a different relationship with sponsorship in radio too, I guess, where a sales team will yeah. sell to a wide variety of sponsors and those sponsors aren't necessarily buying into the the philosophy and mindset of each and every single presenter that that comes on the radio. So you could probably take a lot less risk on radio yeah. because there's there's not that nuanced approach to sponsorship as well.
0: Yeah, I think definitely, you know with radio, you have the disruptive traditional ad commercials. and I think I think that's the one thing that we really also wanted to disrupt within podcasting is that we saw that everyone, so so far that was approaching monetization opportunities for podcasters and advertising opportunities for brands was taking a traditional radio ad slot mentality um, and not really treating it as a personality, which I think, again, is a big difference between traditional mediums like radio, is that there is that opportunity. There's that influencer. There's that personality behind the content. And there's more of an opportunity to do something native and really creative that's weaved into the content, whether it is post-read ads or interviews or product reviews. so, so from that perspective, there's a lot more flexibility for advertisers to do something that resonates a lot better.
1: And I'm not sure what the radio rating system looks like in America, but in Australia, it's incredibly archaic, whereby it's basically a, a questionnaire where people will get asked, you know, what radio did you listen to this week? And they'll answer it as best they guess. And, and that that gets put out to, to sponsors as semi-gospel, but you compare that to sort of the analytics that, um, you know a lot of these digitized offerings now have and, and what podcasts have is that a big driver for the sponsors you talk to as to why they like podcasts and the, the analytics they can get from it?
0: Um, I think for us we're going after the influencer marketing budget you know, from influencer marketing has become a 15 billion dollar billion industry so rather than just going after the radio dollars and, and brands that used to that we're going after the brands who are already educated it's sort of been a low-hanging fruit for us that have already worked with influencers whether it is Instagrammers or youtubers and understand the value of that kind of content that's sort of um and and i also think that that makes the space bigger because everyone's been sort of looking at the radio budgets and 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 traditional media and and how to disrupt that through podcasting so for us i think um The clients that we talk to have been pretty sophisticated around that. And the ones that have sort of done the traditional advertising, they're just really excited to collaborate and get different types of content and not do cookie cutter things. So that has also been what we've seen from the conversations.
1: And in terms of some of the media trends we've seen that have been and potentially gone already in recent history, I remember about 10 years ago, there was an explosion of, female focused blogs and and they really started to take off often uh, based around motherhood and and parenting and things like that. And then it felt like Instagram when it became uber popular really disrupted that and those same bloggers could get much of their message across the Instagram platform and, and those blogs sort of dwindled in popularity. Can you see any sort of threats down the road in 10 years time for podcasts, how they could potentially get, disrupted or do you think this is a really long tail that they've got to um to work into from here
0: yeah that's a that's a great question i think um it's a medium that here that's here to stay i think you know given all the innovation that i think is going to be going on in, in the space whether it's like smart speakers or around discoverability um and and just the diversity of content that's i think going to proliferate the space and is going to be targeted at different niche audiences. I don't see that being an issue within podcasting. I just think that it's going to be continue to get bigger and bigger. And, and I definitely see it, you know, having billions of listeners and, and I, and yeah, I don't see it going away in that sense. I think it's, it's here to stay for the long haul.
1: And so you've mentioned the listeners and this, the scalability of podcasts, which is so important. What are the other keys to monetizing a, a podcast?
0: Yeah. um, So definitely, you know, you have the traditional formats in terms of like uh, dynamic ad insertions and and the radio style commercials. But what we specialize in, what I think is a big opportunity within podcasting, because another reason to sort of add to the point of why I think podcasts are here to stay is because I think the difference between traditional blogs and, and podcasts is that personality behind it and I think we're going to see a move towards personality-driven content so a big monetization opportunity for podcasters and a way for them to monetize beyond just sort of CPMs and you know beyond them being measured by their downloads is through brand partnerships and, and doing things that fit their fit their content and actually that their listeners might might enjoy so Um, that's what we allow. And we allow podcasters to price themselves. So it's not just based on your downloads, but based on other things such as your niche or your expertise within a given area or topic. So there's other values that we are bringing to, to show to brands that it's not just size of podcaster and a download is not equal a download. It depends on who is the right fit for you. So, you know, if you're a finance podcast, we Help you find brands that are within your space that actually make sense for your listeners and can help your listeners.
1: And so, if it's a niche uh, topic, and you may not have as many views as a different podcast, but the value of your customer is is let's say you had a, a niche podcast on expensive jewelry or uh, sports cars. Is there the potential that podcasters could monetize that higher because? they're talking about such a high value product that the value per potential customer is higher?
0: I think it's just about the fit. So, you know, if you are even in a small niche and let's say there's less podcasters doing what you do, that's actually more valuable to the advertiser because there's a direct connection and and they need rec- sort of need your expertise. Um, yeah. For instance, we have clients such as Lumen. They're, um, they're a product that helps hacker metabolism. So they saw 300% return just by working with podcasters within their field who focus on fasting or metabolism. And they're regarded as experts. And they actually would interview the brands and be more journalistic about it and ask the tough questions that, you know, that they think their listeners might want to know about. So I think it's about the fit. And if you can show the brand why you are uniquely positioned to feature them and why it's a fit for your audience or if you're a big fan. And and passion goes a long way mm. too, I think, in both selling products, but also just in um, in having great brand relationships. So that's how we've seen creators um, been able to commend more money.
1: And it's generally a free slash advertising model for podcasts at the minute. I think there's some podcasters, I think Sam Harris might have a, a pay uh per podcast model do you think that's a, a trend that we could see emerging or you think it'll be a free slash advertising model for the foreseeable future
0: yeah i don't i don't think um i think we're in a era of free content there's so much mm-hmm. inc- the independent creator space is just absolutely incredible there's so much amazing free content so i absolutely don't see subscription seeking over i think you know there is going to be, I think there is a fight in terms of who's gonna become the next Netflix in terms of having some original content behind a paywall um, that listeners can subscribe to. But, you know, I think we've seen the failures of this kind of like with vessel and video. And so I think there's repeat stories, I think too, to take out of video that this industry can learn from. So I absolutely don't see where everything's gonna be behind a paywall. I think that would really hurt the independent creator ecosystem. And you know, same with like, I don't think there's gonna be one winner take all for distribution. I think there's gonna be several players because listeners have several platforms that they listen to. And so, yeah, I, I think from that perspective, the space is a little bit different.
1: And who is the dominant distributor at the minute? Is Spotify the number one distributor or Apple or who's leading the charge in that space?
0: Yeah, I don't know the exact numbers to date, but yeah, definitely Spotify is doing well. But obviously Amazon is now in the game and and Apple as well. And I think Google is going to step up as well. And um, yeah, so I don't think Spotify is the only one vying for it. I think they're doing a great job for the creator ecosystem. I think in general, like all the activity and the acquisitions in the space are have been really good for everyone and are gonna spark more innovation and are great for creators. So yeah, but I don't think it's gonna, it's one winner take all.
1: Yeah, yeah. And talk to me about this idea that um, niche media has made society angrier. You know, a generation ago, a newspaper was a monopoly in that, that geography, that state and they didn't have to compete for eyeballs each morning for the news and even the TV stations when they'd have yeah. their nightly news in Australia, they might be competing with three or four different outlets, but there wasn't that intense competition. And, and do you think there's anything to the idea that we know through behavioural science that anger creates attention and, and is a good way to maintain eyeballs on your, on your content? Do you think niche, moder- niche media offerings have inadvertently added to this era of anger that we're, we're living in?
0: who uh you know i certainly think social media in general has added to to the anger culture i think people in general are drawn to media that um reinforces their beliefs so i think that spurs further anger but i do think with podcasting i think because it's long-form storytelling and i think a lot of the stuff it's roundtable discussions it's panels, it's interviews, it's, it's, it's bringing a lot of two sided conversation. So I think that opens up the space to hopefully um, create those uh aha, like all knowledge moments that I think also um, go viral, and that also spark positivity. And so yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that that it's a positive medium that way to spark more conversations and, and more discussions.
1: I think the advantage the podcast have is because, like you said, because of that length, you can actually explore the topic and explain your position and get your point of view across. I think it's often that bite-sized media when you've got yeah. a controversial point of view that Absolutely. you can't flesh it out. I think that's where the anger can really fester and, and feed and grow, don't you think?
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I do, think, I do think that's the case. So I do think that because there's an opportunity to discuss that, Um, hopefully it's, it's more two-sided, but again, I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to the onus is on creators to create those spaces where those discussions happen and where they're not pushing just one viewpoint and, and not pushing hate or not creating, um, you know, discussions that aren't constructive and, and don't leave a, a, another point of view. So Hopefully, I think creators will create the right content.
1: And so you mentioned how one of the benefits of podcasts is how people can get so deep uh, into a specific topic. It also poses a risk that people will get deep into a conspiracy theory or a topic that's, right. in effect, factually wrong. Um, what, sort of, what sort of risk does that pose? And, and how can distributors mitigate against some of those potential risks to misinformation?
0: you know uh a lot of it is on again i guess the listeners at at that point to do more research and and see what's truthful i think you know um censorship is an issue for every platform and i think the distribution platforms are also going to have the onus to um look critically at the content that's being put out to make sure it's not hate speech or not hurtful um i think you know we've seen that being a problem for youtube especially with the apocalypse and i think that's uh that's also the for from an advertising perspective i think that's why i really like native so much is because the brands are involved Mm. and they do have an opportunity to collaborate on the content and figure out what content they're going to be in and the podcasters can you know give brands more information about the topic that it's going to run against and the podcasters know what ad is going to be in their content so they don't have something controversial running against their podcast so it's more it creates a lot more brand safety from from that perspective
1: you'd almost love to see kids taught how to analyze media with more of a critical eye as well you know if you walk into a shop and somebody tells you something none of us should believe that that's necessarily gospel And the same essentially should be if you read something on the internet or listen to a podcast just because it's said it it doesn't mean that it's true. It might be a chance for you to go and explore it yourself. Do you think that's something that perhaps this next generation of kids are going to have to build their skills on?
0: Yeah, I think so, absolutely. But I also think in podcasting, we need more of a community. I don't think it's yet sort of a two-way conversation. It's still consumed the way sort of television would be. There's no dialogue with your fans. So I think over the years as podcasting continues to grow, I think we're going to see more development around that community aspect so that there could be that dialogue so that listeners and consumers of that content can, um, can see what others are saying and can be influenced by that as well versus just what they're consuming through through the content that they're listening to. So I definitely think that the community aspect of it needs to be a little bit more developed. And I think that will also help create more free space and and, and better learning.
1: And so if you could say in, in 10 years time, what would be, what, what will podcasts look like that'll be different to today? What do you think could be that the biggest change to podcasts in 10 years time from today?
0: Um, I think it's going to be, Billions of listeners globally, I think internationally, there's a huge opportunity for podcasts right now. I think it's predominantly within the US, but I do think we're going to see huge international growth. I think social media channels are also going to be a lot more integrated within podcasts. And and that's from like a distribution standpoint, but also from having tools to more easily both distribute and create podcast content on, on other platforms. I think Again, I think the longevity of podcasts is that I think it's such a portable medium, but also the audiences are so portable as well. You can take them with you onto these other platforms. So I think that's its incredible strength that I think it's going to fit so well, whether it is YouTube. You know, I recently um, read a Verge article, I think it was from last year, that said how um, creators are turning YouTube into a podcast network, and I think that's so true. I think other mm. networks are going to start to become dominated by podcast content, whether it's bite-sized on, you know, Instagram, or whether it's more video content on YouTube that's podcasts mm. um, and and other formats. So I definitely think we're going to see that, and also the community aspect. I think that's going to be a big thing as well.
1: If cars could drive themselves, do you think? people would listen to a podcast just through their ears or do you think they'd watch it through a video?
0: I think they both I mean I think I think it depends I think video I think is very unique because sometimes you know I know a lot of people turn off the visual and they still listen to the audio in a video so I think it's a personal preference Um, and I think it depends on on the content I think certain creators are very animated and and it makes sense to to watch whereas certain content is better just listen to but i definitely think that yeah i i do see that which is why i think podcasts are so popular and, and so many creators do them because it's that extra added sensory element
1: brilliant well i'll, I'll have to pin you down post conversation <laughs> to get some feedback on it, on how my podcast and vodcast can get better. But it's uh, been a brilliant chat. I know you've got plenty on, so really appreciate you uh, taking the time and, and teaching us a bit about Podcorn and, and what the podcast movement is going to look like in the future.
0: Likewise,
1: it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Agnes. If you're enjoying New Media 2.0, make sure you subscribe to Chris Judd Invest.